All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oilers Nation After Dark begins now. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Oilers Nation After Dark, presented by Alberta Blue Cross. Hello, everybody. That was not that was not the game that we were hoping to see. There were a couple of bright spots in there, I guess, here and there. But the Edmonton Oilers do fall to the Vancouver Canucks again here on Saturday night at Rogers Place. I know that the vibes downtown at Rogers Place and in the city, even here at Dogpatch itself below us in the bar, everything was feeling pretty, pretty positive to start this game today. And I got to be honest, it started out pretty positive. It was a nice quick goal by the Edmonton Oilers. And that was quickly short-lived, and it all kind of started to snowball. We will start to unpack the game as a little bit more as we go on. As I said, Oilers Nation After Dark here live on the Oilers Nation YouTube, where I see the chat is already bumping and going. And I see Camus 16 asked a question, okay, but honestly, how many goals do the Oilers give up to tip-ins? 
Now, if you did notice, the first two goals were quite evident with that as the Oilers were not able to clear the front of the net. I see a lot of people chiming in here right now. I know this is going to start to get going. I think we have 50-plus viewers right now. I see Skinner with another 750. The refs were not our problem. McD is soft. We will begin to unpack all of that stuff. But as always, I am joined by the man behind the desk, Gavin Turnock. Gavin, how did you feel about that game tonight? Well, you kind of unpacked it all right there, AB. <laughs> just, it's just not good enough. It's just simply not good enough. And obviously, the sky's the limit for this hockey team, and we're just not playing to our full capability right now, and it's just downright frustrating. I know we were talking about before the show, AB, about R-E-L-A-X, relax. <laughs> I am simply not relaxed right now. Yeah, I kind of regret saying that because yeah. I yeah, you said it. I'm not feeling too relaxed now. There was there was pauses where we were in the game. It wasn't another eight one shellacking, but so I guess there's some improvement. There's yeah, exactly. Beggars can't be choosers, so we got to be happy with that. As I said, we got the quick start that we discussed on the pregaming with Boardsy show. We needed a quick start. We needed to see some hits. We needed to see some bodies. And boom, Leon Dreisel is able to bury that one. 42 seconds into the game. The vibes were high. Gavin, we were here at the office all night. Yeah, we, got- we were all high-fiving. We, you know, it's going to be a good night. It's Saturday night, first Saturday night and for the Oilers season. Quick start by Dry, and it came down pretty quick after that. Yes, it did. So as I mentioned in the positives that I noticed myself, it was the kid line. Now, I know we yes. I keep getting I think confused. we mentioned we're, that kid line many times. Exactly. Yeah, when we were watching, it was the kid line. It was Ryan McLeod. It was Dylan Holloway. They were absolutely buzzing. Yes, Warren Fogle, you're not a kid, but you're in there too. They were all over the ice. They were laying the body. I noticed them a ton. What did you think of Dylan Holloway specifically and the young guys play tonight? It seems yeah. like Holloway's literally in every play when he's on the ice. He's throwing the body around, and he's that shooter first mentality that you like to see out of a young guy. So nothing but awesome things to say about Holloway in these first two games this season. Yep, exactly. That was a bright spot. Stuart Skinner, we will unpack that as we go. Evan yes. Bouchard, I know I see a couple of things here. <laughs> we knew that news was going to get pretty quick. Tonight, about eh? him, normally it's the Darnell Nurse hate, which I'm sure I will see a little in here. But I know the Evan Bouchard hate is going to be a thing. So... Let's go to the quick scoring summary here. As I said, it was Leon Dreisaitl, 42 seconds into the game. Assisted by Zach Hyman and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Gavin, we got the dry goal we were looking for early. We said dry loves to bounce back after losses. And, of course, he found the back of the net. But I guess it wasn't quickly short-lived. But at 9.25, Andre Kuzmenko was able to bury on the power play as... Yeah, that wasn't great. Then it was Nils Hoaglander in front of the net with another tip in. Get into the second and period. And that's kind of like a, like, a, like a forever revolving theme with this Oilers team so far. Goals right in front of the net. We're extremely, extremely soft in front of our own net. And that's one thing the Vancouver Canucks do quite well on defense. It seems like they always collapse the yes. crease like when yes. we're driving the Big net. Time. That's one thing that we don't do quite as well. Yeah, I would say that uh, we were talking about how the Vancouver Connects just collapse on absolutely yeah. everything in front of that. It was a lot of chaos. I even think Louis mentioned that a couple of times throughout the broadcast as well, that Vancouver does that extremely well. Yeah, there was a lot of chaos in front of the net. Casey DeSmith, I mean, give the guy credit. He had how many saves did he make tonight? Let's take a look at that. How many did he have? Well, he made like five in the first 10 seconds of the game, too. I think we were kind of joking about that. We had five shots in the first 30 seconds of the game. He had 37 so he saves early. on 40 yeah. shots. That's one hell of a game. He did his job. He did his job. And as I presented before, I asked, did we really just get goalied by Casey? We did. We flat out did. 
Yeah, and it kind of no kind of kind of evolved no into it. that. Then it's we had shooting. Connor McDavid in the second period, able to bury one. Yep. It was nice to see him one get in the back of the net, Gavin. That helped our Betway bet, it did. It did. which we'll we will unpack. There was one bright spot tonight, and it was us on Betway. <laughs> we will get into that a little bit later. But once again, quickly short-lived by Jack Stanika getting his first of the season on the 2-1-0. Darnell Nurse pinches early. You yeah, ask yourself, how sure. do you get a 2-1-0 oh, from center ice all the way down there? It felt like everyone and their dog knew that that pass was Even going Stuart to Even Stuart Skinner knew that pass, that pass was coming. He was positioned extremely well, but he just he just fell. And then he just kind of slipped, and, and it went five-hole. Five and, and, and then we know the story. And it wasn't great from there. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, though, able to tie the game up on a power play. They just kind of left him alone, let him step yeah, right into the Yeah, he just walked right in and snipe City. First goal of the year for Nugent. Love to see it. That was very nice to see. It's, I mean, maybe the Vancouver Canucks didn't get the memo last year, but that guy did have 100 yep, points. Yeah, that guy can put up points. And that guy has won one hell of a shot. But then, of course, in the third period, Sam Lafferty took Matthias Ekholm wide. You don't see that very often. No, but, you know, it's first first yeah. game of the season for Ekholm. We still kind of get in the speed going, so I don't put that goal simply on Ekholm, but, you know, credit to Lafferty. Yeah, credit sure. to Lafferty, the new guy, getting, uh, getting his name out there. That was a pretty... He just absolutely, it was bully ball. And it honestly, was bully like, ball. it was probably, it was savable too. Like, I think Skinner 100% should have had that puck. Yeah, we can and that's unpack one thing that. that we haven't gotten, like, throughout these first these first two games. We have not had that save. That game-defining save to keep us in a hockey game. And and that just goes to show right there with the Lafferty goal. Yeah, I don't see a couple comments in here. Of, they should be ashamed of the start they've had. I don't know about that. Empire for hire. They were in the game tonight. I wouldn't say necessarily ashamed. We were in it. We didn't get the result we wanted, but there's a couple bright spots that we yeah, can for sure. we can unpack. Stealth here says this game is on Skinner, so there's a there's there's one of the first hot takes of the night. A little yes, a little sad to see so many giving up after just two games. That's right, Corey. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna keep the positivity we'll and we'll the positive right. spin here on Oilers Nation after dark, which, as I said earlier, is presented by Alberta Blue Cross. They're all about making memories. And if you want to conserve your memories while traveling, you need to get some Blue Cross travel insurance. They're the best. I actually just recently got Alberta Blue Cross insurance. So shout out to them. You're a great sponsor. And I think it's probably about time, Gavin, that we dig into the good, bad, and the oily. And joining us tonight... It's the man himself. It's the, what it's it, the man himself. What did what did Waz call him again? I'm already buckled milk. Buckled milk. Buckled milk. We're I think it's the name that, that Waz came up milk. with tonight. So let's bring him on here. Let's get him here. The people need to see it. There he is, bag milk. How are we feeling tonight? How was the game? For and he's you? ready for spooky season. Well, as you can see, I've been stabbed, which is only the second most disappointing thing of the evening. Oh. Yeah, that uh, that actually is a pretty accurate uh, representation of how I feel right now. But uh, bag milk thoughts on the game? As we, uh, I mean, we can start from the top here. The Oilers' inability to kind of clear the net in front of them led to two early tip-in goals. What did you see? I see some people in here saying, and they said it on the. We went live on TikTok during the second intermission with Waz. So it was great. A little couple people. I hope you're in the chat here today because you got that little you got that little nugget during the TikTok live. But how did you feel about the inability to clear the net, at least at the beginning of the game bag milk? Because I found that very apparent. 
Yeah, still sloppy execution in the D zone, boys. They just they couldn't clear out the front of the net. They weren't boxing out well. They didn't get the key saves. Gavin, you said it is one of those nights where, you know, at one end of the ice, Casey DeSmith is standing on his head, absolutely robbing the Oilers of everything from in tight, from out outside the net, from like right in his crease. But at, at our on our side of the ice, we just didn't get the same, same kind of thing. And I don't want to hang it on Stu, because like you said, two of them were tip-ins, but it's hard not to look at the goaltending, the differences in goaltending tonight and just kind of be like, well, that kind of was the difference because ultimately when you outshoot a a, a team 40 to 16, you would imagine that you should win that game, right? The Oilers went two for seven on the power play. It would have been really nice for a little bit more execution on the power play. But again, you got two power play goals. You got to get more done at five on five and they didn't really do that tonight. No. Yep, and that kind of leads us into the good, bad, and oily presented by Alberta Blue Cross. So, Gavin, without further ado, tell me about the good. What do we got for the good today? The good was the power play. It started out very hot. I believe we were two for four in the game. Yeah, we were two did for four at one point. Two of seven, but like Bag Milk, likely you just said, you get two power play goals in a game. You can't be sad about that. You can't be mad about that. You can't be upset. The boys were executing pretty well in the power play, and I feel like it's pretty safe to say that they might be back. They might be back. Yeah, my good is also the power play. I mean, how could you not be excited about the way the Oilers snapped the puck around? Again, Casey DeSmith really was the reason the Oilers didn't have another one or two on the PP. My good, though, is my boy, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I thought he was really, really quiet in game one, probably on the batter side of average in game one in Vancouver, but he rebounded, uh, he rebounded with three points tonight, and he would get my good for the evening if we're you're good, you're good. I think for my other good if we're going to go specific players I'm going to go with Dylan Holloway I know we mentioned him me already both, on the sure. show but that guy so one word I have for him is he's electric every time he's out there his wheels are moving his legs never stop he drew a penalty I think it was a tripping call yep. or a hook or something like that he's getting notes on every shift he's out there too I know like some Oilers right now Holloway is going out there and has proven that that he deserves to be in the NHL and up with the NHL club Yep, he absolutely does. What else for the good? Bag milk. Did anything else really stand out to you for the good this evening? The the pressure from the top two lines. Like McDavid was buzzing tonight. It was hard not to be excited about Connor. It wasn't a perfect night. You could tell the guys were still kind of having a hard time finding each other. It's like their sights are just off by a half turn. You know what I mean? But Connor was buzzing. I thought he was probably going to drag the Oilers back into it all on his own. He looked like he was going to have one of those nights where he got more done than he actually did. So if I'm picking silver linings, it's got to be Connor. I like him. Leon's already got another goal on the evening or uh, on the season, I should say. So the big guys are off to a good start. On pace for, for 82 sure. for Leon Dreisel. That's the stat I like, goal ladies per game. and gentlemen. Goal, goal per, per game. game. Goal per game. Yeah, I thought Leon was pretty good too. He was camped out on that faceoff dot. He had a couple of posts as well. For like half of the game. I know he had seven power plays, so that's probably why. But he was stationed there all night, ripping them, a couple off the post, a couple of goods. He flubbed that one in the first period that DeSmith was able to get his glove on. But I thought Leon overall was pretty good. And as we pointed out in the pregame show, we knew Connor and Leon were going to perform after a loss. It's what they do. The stats back it up. And they came to show out. With the good, as everybody knows, comes the bad. And Gavin, what do we And get? boy, this was bad. And it's been bad for the first few games of this season, for sure. Yeah, so for the bad, we picked the inconsistency at five-on-five five play. It kind of seems like with the Oilers that, at least for these 
game, these first two. Mm-hmm. The power plays the way that we're getting in the back of the net. And it just really wasn't all there five on five. There was lots of, I don't know, it just felt sloppy. Like Evan Bouchard, sloppy breakout passes. I said even like. Especially at the it, start of this game. It was just, it just, I don't know. It, it, it didn't feel right. Even Ekholm kind of seemed not. Now I don't blame him because he hasn't been playing for a while. But BM, what do you make of the five-on-five play for the Edmonton Oilers tonight? It bothered us last year. It bothered us in the playoffs. The Oilers didn't get enough done at five-on-five. And tonight, you thought it was going to kind of change because, like you said, Gavin, off the jump, the boys were buzzing in the first minute. Leon had a goal 42 seconds in. Five shots right away. Bang, bang, bang. Casey DeSmith has to stand on his head. So you're like, all right, they're going to be going tonight. They're going to get rolling. But again, they just couldn't get anything done at five-on-five. And you can't always depend on the power play. The power play is going to carry them a lot this year. We know that. But ultimately, you have to get some goals goals at five on five and the Oilers just haven't got that done through for uh two games so far yeah i see andrew pointed out here in the chat and he says you can't keep hoping for power plays to score as it does kind of feel right now is that's how the oilers are getting to the back of the net i see van michael here says so much for oilers revenge yeah van we might have uh we might have titled the uh we said it was redemption time for the title of the pregame show and i don't feel very redeemed right now um anything else specifically bag milk point out to you for the bad this evening i know there could be a couple things it's just bad i feel bad about it you know (laughs) i just feel bad the we had we come into the season with such high hopes oilers are stanley cup contenders everybody's picking them at favorites and now we're talking about a team that's zero and two because they can't get out of their own way it's bad if if it's it's just everything is bad. I feel bad and it hurts me and I don't like it and I just it it, it makes my tummy feel sad. Yeah, <laughs> I think everybody's sad and that's yeah. why we're in here in the Oilers Nation after dark to get the vibes picked a little bit back up or just all be sad together. It'd be a nice little place to we're vent. all in this together. There it is. I'm seeing a couple of people here talking about the five on five play and. Bringing up a couple specific names, I see Curtis P here saying that Brown is starting a lot quieter than I thought he would. Quickly followed up by maybe Holloway should take a a spot in the top six this game. Why not? Move Kane or Brown down. Bag Milk, do you think that would help with the five-on-five play? I was wondering about that. I was wondering if people are going to pick on Connor Brown a little bit. And it's, it's, I feel bad for the guy in the sense that you're coming into Edmonton. It's your first couple of games with your new team. You're thrown up there with Connor McDavid and everybody's like, you better get something done now. We're going to have a real big problem. But for Connor Brown, you know, there was a giveaway on one of the goals that kind of started with a giveaway along the boards by him. He's been a little bit softer than I kind of was hoping he would be near the net. So I think to be fair to the guy, it's going to take him a minute to settle in. Now to your question, do you kind of shuffle the lines up a little bit? Dylan Holloway's buzzing. You know, he needs a chance with skilled guys to play, but at the same point, that third line has arguably been the Oilers' most consistent line through two games. And I think that it would give them a little bit of time to build some chemistry that they're going to find some good there. They're going to start cooking and they're going to start getting some goals. But would Holloway up there be? Yeah, I think I like it. This is where we, at least in my opinion, I think I take the, the page out of Aaron Rodgers' book and relax. It's two games in. Connor Brown only played four games well, last season. 100%. I want to give him a little benefit of the doubt. Maybe give him, you know, five, six games, get his feet under him, because we don't really know what we have in him yet. And I don't, I'm not a big fan of going to the blender early in games 
or in the season. I want to find out For what sure. you kind of have, but I do see there is a couple fans but, in here that agree with the take of putting Dylan Hall. There's like on one the guy, list. one guy who I think we should be on a little bit is Evander Kane. Is Evander Kane? I feel like he has been absolutely invisible for these first ghost. two hockey games, and like last year, near the tail end of the year, he is kind of the same thing. But we we're kind of saying, "Oh, his health, his health, his health." We kind of had that as a scapegoat for Evander Kane. That just simply is not the case this season, and he is simply, he's just simply not performing to to the way he should be in this Oilers top six. So I'm all for putting Dylan Holloway in the top six to give him a chance. And maybe send a little bit of a message to Evander Kane, move him down a little bit, maybe get those juices flowing a little bit. Cause that's the thing we need for Evander Kane is excuse my language. He needs that give a shit factor back. Yep. Evander Kane does not have that right now. So I think you move him back down to the bottom six. Hopefully he gets that back. And if not, give Dylan Holloway that chance to do it. BM, do you agree? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I just wanted to chime in here, guys. Hey, David Quadrelli, I wanted to check in just because I was up here at the press box. I got to see everybody this week. It's been really nice, and I just wanted to say thanks for the win. I'm having such a good time in Edmonton, and you guys are so friendly, and the Oilers have been so good to us by giving two straight wins. I'm so excited. Well, that was a Canucks Army's writer, David Quadrelli, that joined there for a moment. I know he's in town. I'm actually pretty sure he's sleeping above right here tonight yes. so we do know where you're going to be staying tonight <laughs> quads so tread lightly oh i think we have bag milk back yeah i don't i don't know what happened there quads just kind of pushed me out of my window and then all of a sudden he started talking about like some snacks and stuff up in the press box he was having a good time in edmonton though yeah he looked like he was having a good time i saw he even had his own name bar up in the press box that must be nice to get treatment like that very yeah. very exciting very very <laughs> exciting for but okay let's continue to move on here with the oily which it. is credits. It. It's not all negative tonight because I want to give a lot of credit to my guy, Gavin, because he went a perfect three for three tonight. We, before, if you tuned in and caught the pregame show, we do a little thing called boards, East bankroll where we 
pre-pick three bets. Well, Gavin does because he's a betting <laughs> wizard. And then we put it in the chat and we let the nation citizens vote on the poll and see which one we should ride with tonight. Now, I think in general, everyone felt pretty confident with what you had picked. And not one, not two, but all three of them hit. Gavin, the floor is yours. Yeah, we did it. Uh, so first things first, we got the McDavid. Wow. Goal. Easy. We knew that was going to be a slam dunk. Uh, we had dry settle two plus points. Mm. Absolute lock. Hit that one. And then the last one was a McDavid goal and a McDavid assist. Three for three, locked and loaded. And we'll do it again next game. Cash Love money. Bag milk. Did you hit any? Do you hit any bets tonight? Or are we I, still? I know Wednesday was rough. For rough. Of, so this was a much needed night <laughs> yes. for me. But like I did, so I had one of those nights tonight where I kind of had, I kind of like sprayed the board. You know what I mean? So I had bets kind of sprinkled everywhere. So I kind of evened out almost. I'm down a touch, but nothing crazy because all my props kind of hit. I had Connor McDavid to score a goal and an assist plus 125. You love to see it. I also had uh, Leon two points. You love to see it. I had over one and a half total power play goals, Oilers to score first. So those were the kind of ones that I hit. But then I also had some where it's like, Oilers money line over five and a half goals. Oilers money line plus McDavid two points. So those are the ones that lost me my money. The other ones, the kind of individual props is where I landed some. Yeah, honestly, me too. That's actually that's actually funny you say that. But yeah. I guess that's probably everybody is. We all parlayed money line. I even hit puck line. Yeah, I hit puck line too. Not I was like a little puck line sweat. So I, I was a little so bit of a dash on a minus two and a half too. And I'm just, just I got greedy, you know? I just a little bit greedy. Dude, it happens. The vibes were so good before the game tonight. I think everybody in this city was thinking it was going to be a point night for the boys. And unfortunately, it just didn't did. work out that way. <laughs> yeah, no, it really nope. didn't. Man, I'm seeing all kinds of polarized, polarizing reactions here in the chat from all yeah, over. Right now too. I'm seeing guys agree. Pats fan, shout out to New England Patriots. Me too, Pats fan. Let's not talk about Mac Jones at all, though. Um, guys oh, saying, will. I really like the third line. We finally have a third line buzzing that I'm not worried about when I see them on the ice. Kay Waddy says, I totally agree on Kane. Andrew says, Kane needs to regain his confidence. That seems to be the uh, the overarching theme here. Everyone's agreeing with, it's maybe Kane. And the name is presented here for Dylan Holloway to take his spot. It's Evander Kane. <laughs> I'm looking at his stat line here tonight. So he's a minus one. I know we don't really care about plus minus all that much. He had four hits, I guess, two shots in 20 minutes. It's going to take some time. But at the same point, I also have a hard time getting too bummed out about the first two games of the season because everything is madness in October. You guys know how it is. Until everybody kind of gets dialed in and up and running, you never know what you're going to get in October. I feel like the world's upside down, and right now I don't know what's happening. So I think we all need to relax a little bit. I think that some guys just need to settle in. I do like Holloway getting a chance up there, though. I'm not opposed to the idea. I just feel like we need to settle down on some line combos right now. Yeah, and then I'm seeing here a couple things about the D pairings here. Mark says Nurse is a third pairing defenseman, <laughs> and Bouchard can only shoot the puck. I knew that was going to come but up early. Everything okay. else, I haven't. Yeah, I guess that's the first comment I've read out loud of straight up Nurse hate. What did you think of Darnell Nurse this evening, BM? <sighs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah. when you think of Nurse's game, it's hard not to think about the two on zero, isn't it? Because yeah, I, I, yeah. 
I, I just see that play in my head and he's hustling back to try and get some to get to Pedersen, who's quite a ways in front of him. And then there's Cody Cece coasting on in, having the best seat in the house. And I'm just like, that is what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking of Darnell Nurse's night. But there had it wasn't all bad. He came out with an even plus minus. Again, I know we don't care too much, but I just I don't know. There's the big, big gaffes that just kind of overtake anything positive that he's doing right now. And it just, it has to change because he's under a microscope. Too. I, I couldn't agree more. Like overall, I don't think he had the worst game, but it's those big it's glaring mistakes. Play, right? You step up in the play, you get absolutely burned. And that was like a two on O from center ice on. Yeah. Like that was, that was a hard one to watch. I see your final buzzer says, Tough to look so unprepared after two extra weeks in eight preseason games. Yeah, that captain skate thing is – I don't know what they were were doing out there. Were they playing ringette, BM? What – I don't know. And then just like the thing I'm looking again, I'm looking at the box score. And then McDavid scores, you know, ties the game, power play goal. We're fired up. And then um, less than a minute later is the two on O. And it's just – it's such a bummer. It's such a bummer because that was the Oilers had a problem with that last year where they would score a goal and then the opposition would come down and score right back. And it happened again. And it's so annoying. I feel like I'm watching the same movie over and over again with these guys. Yeah, and it's not a movie that I really want to keep going. I see a couple other things in here. Trade a trade a trade a draft of picks for Soros. No. No, I don't think the goaltending is going to be changing in Edmonton anytime soon. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to tell you, Nurse is a pylon, LOL. (laughs) That 2VO will haunt me for a while. We overpaid him after a hot streak, after a short season, and effed ourselves. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. The the hate is back back, in the chat. This feels feels like a nice thing. It is what it is. Oilers need to maybe stop trying to outskill everyone all the time and go to the dirty areas and get some trash goals. Now, I did say tonight, I was feeling that he was kind of all over the place. I had thrown some shekels down on him. Zach Hyman was everywhere in front of the net yep. tonight. He had a couple of good Yeah, it was a lot of too. power play time, but he was out there. He was buzzing. He was doing some stuff. But bag milk, I wanted to bring this one up because I straight up didn't even know that this was a rule. But when Casey DeSmith lost his paddle, I believe it was on that power play, right? Yeah, and, the the, play. you know, it was right in front of him, right in front of the blue crease there. I saw Zach Hyman give it a little shove with his stick, kind of getting away. Nothing really happened. And then it was Leon Drysaddle, right, who absolutely shoved it away. And he got an interference penalty for that. So I guess my two questions are, A, did you know that was a rule? And B, what did you think of that call? I mean, we kind of talked about before about Dry still taking dumb penalties. I don't necessarily think that's like the dumbest penalty, but where do you come? Where do you come out on that one? I think it's because it's the goalie stick, right? Yeah. Is that the only reason why? If it was a player stick, you can do that? I think because you see guys shoo away broken sticks all the time. So I thought it was a broken stick, but then I see it's the goalie stick and I go, oh, is it one of those things where it's the goalie and they've just got different rules than everyone else? I don't know, but it has. I imagine it's a rule, but because I think if a guy would drop his stick and he's going to get it and you shoot it away, you would get some kind of interference penalty, wouldn't you? I'm just yeah. trying to think it through. Yes, Maynard said that's a penalty all day, dot, dot, dot. That's why we got a nice Sorry, family Maynard. chat here. That's yeah. why we got a nice family chat. Thank you, Maynard. I appreciate that. Yes, it's going to be like a makeshift ref in here. Like, I, it, it sounds like it should be a penalty. 
Yeah, it does. Um, another guy who had his first ever game as an Edmonton Oiler in the orange and blue was Adam Ernie. And I did hear Waz say, or it was Patrick at one point tonight, on the penalty kill, he had a great clear, and he said, Ernie is earning that contract. <laughs> he was great on the penalty kill. What yep. did you think about him tonight, BM? I know he didn't play a ton, I don't think, here. I'll try and pull up his stats, but did you notice anything about Ernie? Yeah, I played 613. He had four hits and a shot. I mean, for a guy playing his first game, he wants to come in and make a make an impression. And he kind of did what I thought he would. He yeah. kind of didn't for play sure. a whole lot, threw his body around. He's trying to get involved in the plays, trying to create some energy. He's trying to be one of those guys that can be relied upon whenever he's called to go out for a shift. So I, I thought that he he did fine. You know, I'm sure if I if we look at the analytics, they're probably not all that sexy, but again, we're talking talking about a fourth line player that's making league minimum that's playing his first game with the Oilers. I thought he was fine. Four hits, give a little energy out there. You like to see it. This city loves a guy who throws his body around. We just lost Clem Costin to the Detroit Red Wings. If Adam Murray can come in and chip in with a handful of points, which is what he did last year in Detroit. Yep. And throw his body around, you know, people in this city will have a lot of time for a guy like that. I I couldn't agree more. He even has literally the same number as Clem Costin. He goes yeah, out there now because uh, like Kennedy made all those 21 like you know the Drake and uh yeah, do some for me yeah he made all the memes last year and they were all fun and then now it's just not the same yeah just doesn't no. feel the same another guy who played his first game this season being an Edmonton Oiler was Matthias Eckholm um he was out there he was paired with Evan Bouchard there was a couple moments I guess you could say most notably the, the one where Eckholm was beat by yeah, Sam Lafferty I believe it was he only played 15 minutes and 47 seconds. He was noticeable at points, bag milk, or actually, let's start with Gavin. Gavin, what did you think of Matias Eckholm this evening? Yeah, like I think you're just kind of easing him back to the lineup. That's why yeah. he only played the 15 minutes, but I'm not worried about Matias Eckholm. Yeah, he was beat on that Lafferty goal, but I think it'll be okay. Like, I think it'll be okay. Obviously, he showed when he stepped into the lineup for the Edmonton Oilers last year how much of a key addition he was to this team, and I think he's going to be that going forward for us. Bag milk? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I was super pumped to have Ekholm back in the lineup. He's got a presence about him, and he, he makes does. really smart plays with the puck whenever it's on his stick. But at the same point, he hasn't played since last year in the playoffs. Had to miss the entire preseason. I was expecting a guy who was, who's going to look a little bit rusty, and I thought he did. Normally, I don't think he would get beat like he did by Lafferty on a play like that. If we're talking about Matias Ekholm, say, four months into the season, provided that he's healthy, he's not getting beat the same way on that play. So I feel like there were some moments where he looked like a guy who hadn't played since last season, but ultimately, I think he's our best defenseman on this roster right now. We need him to get up to speed, so I was just happy to see him back in the lineup. Yeah, I could agree sure. with that more. I think that, I mean, I can't say I've ever really seen a play like that Sam Lafferty one, where he just out-muscled Ekholm the whole way. Can't say I've barely ever seen the Viking get beat like that, but it's his first game. I'm going to give him a pass on that. I didn't think he was anything bad. I don't think he was really the problem. So now the guy I want to kind of dig into is Matthias Eckholm's partner, Evan Bouchard. I've been seeing a lot of things here in the chat today. and on Twitter. Very rough start. It has not been the start that I think we've all envisioned for Evan Bouchard. No, not at He's all. He's had some sloppy outlet passes. They said even when he was dropping it back to Connor McDavid on the power play. Even yeah, that, zone exits have been that suspect as well. And holding the line a couple times, it was going over his stick and out of the zone. It just doesn't really feel like the Evan Bouchard of last season. Where do you come out on that bag, Milk? Do you think this is just 
a two game start of the season thing and he'll be back in no time? Or is this some of the issues that we know plagued him at the start of last year until really Matias Ekholm joined him? Lord, I hope he gets back to last season's level because, man, he's chucking the puck around right now like it is a live grenade. He's throwing it all over the ice, and who knows who's getting it. He's an adventure right now, and it's 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 troublesome because ultimately the we need Evan Bouchard to be playing at his best to be the guy who's going to put up points. And listen, we know that on the defensive side of the puck, he is not going to be a stud back there, but we need him to be effective. And right now, it's he, he looks like... He looks very tentative. He looks rusty, and we need him to get up to speed. I, I really don't know what else to say about it other than, buddy, you need to get going. Hashtag Jay was right? Question mark. No, 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 we're not. We're right not. Now. We're not digging How into that. We're not unpacking that. How dare you? What did you think about Boosh? Have you seen any signs that make you think that this this will all be over in due time, and he'll be back to the player we know he is? Yeah, I think. I think once he gets going, and once he gets his like, I don't want to call it confidence, but once he starts putting points on the board again, I think he's going to take off like he did last year. And obviously, with Matisse Ekholm coming back in the lineup, I think Bouchard's going to be just fine. And like Beg Milk said too, we know what we're getting out of Bouchard defensively, but we need him to contribute offensively on a consistent basis for this hockey team to be successful. I see Ryan Sharp here says Bouchard is basically Justin Schultz. 2.0. I don't know about that one, but I don't uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. But hey, keep throwing in your fire takes in here. I see Occidental said, I need to see a Boosh clapper from the blue line go in. They give me life. They really do. And he was shooting the, the puck bombs? tonight. He was absolutely letting it fly. It just I mean, he didn't see one go in the back of the nets. Um, what else do we got going on in here? Boosh is coming off the contract signing droopies. I sure hope that's not like a Darnell Nurse thing that happens. Um, I guess just kind of finally, anything other than that, the things we have kind of covered jump out to you. We talked about the new snipe. It was great to see him. The kid line was rolling. Philip Broberg, I didn't think he had his best performance. There was a couple moments there that I was a little touch and go. I could feel my heart rate start to elevate. But uh, for a bottom three pairing, what do you think of him and Brett Kulak? I, I mean, it's... I just, I really need Philip Broberg to take a step forward this year. I'm cheering for him. I just need him to take a leap forward because we need him to be a guy that fills big minutes for us. And right now, 1325, and he was quiet. He was, you know, quiet and okay. But I think that it's a little, it's fair at this point to kind of hope for better than okay. Yeah. I think this is, we touched on the pre gaming. It's the make or break season for Philip Broberg. Once again, I know. We are paid to talk about this and overanalyze this. I don't want to look too deep. It is only two games, R-E-L-A-X. But it has not been what I've wanted to see from all the preseason talk we did in this studio, hoping he was going to take the next step. It hasn't necessarily happened, and that's not really the greatest sign. But, hey, we live and we learn. There's going to be another game. There's going to be another chance. I see Sarah in the chat are here, but Vegas 3-0 and already six points back. I love it. I love that we're already scoring. Like you said, watching. we're back, baby. We, are, we back. are back. So, looking ahead to the next game, I believe we are taking on the Nashville, Nashville yep. Predators in Nashville. 6 p.m. start. You know what that means, bag milk. The mayor of Smashville, Leon Dreisettle, is coming into town, and I'm going to take the over on absolutely everything Leon Dreisettle on Tuesday. What do you think he's going to do? 
Yeah, I mean, as far as I see it, this is a chance to win all the money I've lost back. It's coming back to me because Leon Drysaddle is rolling into Nashville. All right, yeehaw! Let's go on everything. But I mean, I mean, like, let's be serious now. The Nashville Predators are not a team that anybody expects to do right, right now. So the Oilers need a win. Let's not go zero and three. If people are freaking out right now at zero and two with two losses to the Canucks, a team that the Oilers should beat more often than not, then they're going to feel the exact same way against Nashville, and they need to get a win. They just need a win. Yep. So I guess I will pose this question to both of you, and I would like to get your opinions in the chat. Please hammer them down so I know. Who are you throwing in between the pipes? I know Jack Campbell had a bad game. Uh, honestly, actually, when I think when I look at the stats, did Stuart Skinner have the exact same stat line that he did the other game with 16 shots against four goals? <laughs> yeah, four goals against. <laughs> Seven fit back. That's, back. Uh, do you know what we call? We call that consistency, that is, man. It, that we is call that consistency. Inconsistent. <laughs> oh, but bag milk. I'll pose a question to you. It has not been the best performances from either Edmonton Oilers goalie. So Calvin Pickard. I am going to go. <laughs> off Nobody's doing this. I'm going to say we go four skaters, two goalies. Nobody's doing it. We need to figure it out. Just Maybe a we double stack in front of the net. They just both pad stack and line them up. It's like a barely cocky another goalie. Uh, I I don't know. Like, do you go back to soup? I I do. I do go you? back to soup. I, I do on Tuesday. Yes, one hundred percent. You go back to soup. I think honestly, Stuart Skinner has not proven like for him to be a net on Tuesday. I go back to soup all day. Hey, I see my brother is in the chat right now, and he said Oilers fans in midseason form. Hell yeah. We'll be fine. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. We got to calm everybody down. But it seems like here I'm seeing from everybody soup. Campbell all day. Campbell starts first Nashville. Soup. One pickard. So that's that's nice. Campbell starts Tuesday. Soup. Campbell did not have a great game, but he was not horrible. Jack Campbell play him until he stops choking every game. I don't know about that. (laughs) Man, (laughs) just just savage in the chat tonight. Dude, it was savage. You should have seen the chat on pre-gaming. It was it was getting <laughs> it was absolutely wild. hilarious in there. And I almost accidentally read something on air that I it was close. That I should not. It was read. close. We had a good <laughs> chuckle about it. It was pretty funny. Everybody here, put the soup on. The soup's gonna be hot. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll call up Jay Woodcroft and be sure to let him know that that is what the nation's citizens. We got are a thinking. Rodrigue. I got a Rodrigue in here. Oh, there we go. Oh yeah, we got two. Rodrigues. Oh, we got two. Um, so that's gonna be that. I guess. There's only so many things that you can unpack with this game. I want to give another quick shout out to Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. They were great to us tonight. They even had the boost going on. Betway is always a good time. I know some people in here on the pre gaming were asking about the Betway. Yeah, we boost. have six, uh, six free credits for Sunday football tomorrow. Now, hey, for, there we go. Yeah. Yep. We're going to move it along to Sunday football and we're going to win back some money. Yes, we are. That is right. So I guess, Bag Milk, I'm going to ask you for a score prediction on Tuesday night. Oilers are going to go into Nashville. It's going to be a 4-2 win. They are going to get in the win column. I'm going to also put an empty netter in there. So I'm going to say 4-2 with an empty netter. Thanks, Gavin. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to go 5-2. I think we put the puck in the back of the net. I think Soup has a good game because I'm predicting Soup is going to be a net on Tuesday. So you have 5-2 Edmonton Oilers win. Yeah, okay. I like where that's at. I think I'm going to go... I'm going to pick the Oilers to win every single game. You and me both. You and me both. (laughs) I won't be caught on camera saying anything else, but I think I'm going to say a 5-1 Oilers victory, and I'm going to be chasing that Zach Hyman goal. I also see here on the chat, Bag Milk, Corb77 said, put Bag Milk in the net. So are you limber, and are you ready to step in if the team needs you? 
listen, I'm ready. I've been stretching. I put the pads on. Sometimes I throw like a, a rubber ball at the wall and I do kick saves with like a catalog wrapped around my legs. You know? That's what I'm he's doing behind that. that. We can't see his face right now, but I guarantee that's what Bag Milk's doing. But okay, I got him right next to me. I see he wants to talk and give a prediction. Matthew Wozniak, what do you got for a prediction? Come on in here. I will go 6-3 Oilers. And anybody specific to score? Uh, I mean, I always say Derek Ryan, but also go Connor Brown. Connor Brown's got to get going. There, folks, you got it from gets Matt going. Wozniak himself, Connor Brown, getting off the schneid and is going to be going. Uh, give me your score predictions in the chats. I see that Mark says 10-9 Oilers because they don't have a defense or a goalie, but lots of offense. So that tells me take the over no matter what Tuesday nights. Oh, God, I see the I'll let Gavin yep, stuff is back in the chat again. again. Oh, no. Up again. Oh, no. <laughs> well, uh, is there anything else that you guys got for me that uh, bag milk? You uh, watched the game from home tonight, right? I did. Yes. Little red wine lifestyle at all tonight? No, no. Tonight, I just kind of wanted to just watch it and just kind of see what's doing. I was excited about the game. I, you know, I put a couple extra shekels here and there, and I was I was just excited to watch it and ultimately disappointed by the result. But I, I think I'll probably uh, have myself a glass here and just wind down. Busy day at OilersNation.com, fellas. A lot of content up on the site as well, so we got to get cracking on some of the post-game stuff that's going on for tomorrow. That's you know us. We are a machine as a company. There's if you want your Oilers content, there is no better place to look at it than here. So, Gavin, tomorrow is Sunday. Yep. We made a couple shekels tonight. Um, let's get into a little NFL talk. I know you are a big Cowboys guy. Who do you like tomorrow and why? Yeah, so I'm kind of looking at the slate here. Honestly, I kind of like the Chicago Bears to cover a plus three against the Minnesota Vikings. I, okay, I took no, the, I took no the Justin Jefferson this week for the Vikes. And Justin Fields and DJ Moore have been going absolutely off the past two weeks. So I love the Chicago Bears to cover and they're at home. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things in here. I mean, like there's some obvious ones. The Dolphin spread is 14 and a half a over the Panthers. Points, man. There's still grown men on the other side of the field, but that's probably one I'll stay away from. I think I'm going to take the Eagles minus six and a half. The Jets, the Jets are going to jet. As more, the more things change, the more they game. stay the same. I know Zach Wilson has played better, but that Eagles defense is going oh to goodness. eat that little boy. Alive. That hurts playing like an MVP right now uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, no, I like that play too. Um, I'm kind of worried about my Cowboys this week on Monday night. I'm not going to lie. The Chargers are getting Austin Eckler back. Off a of bye week too, right? Off a of bye week, exactly. So, I'm kind of worried about Monday night for my Cowboys. Bag milk, you a football guy at all? You like anything tomorrow? I don't really care, boys, to be honest. I like the sport. I like watching. I just like following along, but uh, not really a better because you know what? I tried to bet on baseball this year. Not really a baseball guy. Tried to bet on it anyway. Ultimately, I got kicked in the shins over and over again. So this is one of those ones where I know where I'm not supposed to be. Yeah, the uh, the baseball kind of really kicked me when I was down at the end of the playoffs yeah. here because I'm a big Atlanta Braves fan and... I was chasing, yep. I was chasing the money and their season is over. So you can kind of assume how that went for me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been awesome hanging out with you. I love having a nice little place where we can all vent. I see bagged wine and boxed wine is back <laughs> in here again. Buckled milk, as was like to say. I just want to give a quick shout out to Alberta Blue Cross. That way, my guy Gavin, my guy Patrick Puff, who came and produced a pregame and show and hung out with us for the entire game. It was great. Waz is here, Bag Milk. Thank you for joining us. And if you are out and about, oh, do we have uh -oh. a? Oh, <laughs> I got my producer. 
this whole time I've just been sitting off to the sidelines. No one ever lets Satan talk. I've been sitting here the whole time cranking my nipples. Mm, all this rage makes me sing horny. I just love the way you all get so angry in the chat. No wonder you kept me behind the sidelines, Aaron. No wonder you wouldn't let me in. Satan had to keep you poor down. Satan had to make his own airtime. Satan had to come in and tell you all that I'm enjoying the sadness in the chat. I hope you all had a miserable night and you can't sleep tonight. Oh, Satan loves it. Feels so good. Wrenches rock hard. I love it. Satan, uh, now that I have you here live, A, thank you for being with us. I know that you probably have a very busy schedule close to Halloween, I guess. I don't know. You must be. But if you had to pick one Vancouver Canuck to drag down to the depths of hell with you, who would it be and why? Let me answer your question with a different question. <laughs> yeah, Satan? If you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind wanting to start again? Do you ever feel feel so paper thin like a house of cards one blow from caving in? There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the the content and the guests that you aren't going to get anywhere else. I don't Classic. see Sportsnet doing that. I don't Definitely see them getting Satan on their post-game show. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And if you want to, if you're feeling a little frisky right now and you want to do something to forget about that game, come on down to Greta as me and the man in the middle of your screen. I think we'll you're going to go hit up Greta right now. Yep. and I'm going to take him on in skee-ball. Papa Shot, Mario Kart, and any one of you that comes to challenge me. So thank yes. you very much, everybody. We appreciate it. And we will be back with an episode of Oilers Nation every day, 12 Mountain on Monday, and then another pre-gaming with Boardsy Tuesday, an hour before. What time is Puck Drop on 6 Tuesday? p.m. 6 so p.m. So we will Tuesday. be going live at 5. Nice. That I'm going to talk about a win on Owen After Dark on Tuesday, all right? Let's and do it. And then we will be talking about a win. So there you have it, folks. We appreciate it. Have a great Saturday night. I know it wasn't a result you wanted, but hey, sun will rise again and there will be 80 more opportunities. Thank you very much. And we will talk again on Tuesday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.